0: Guys, it's Monday! Happy Monday! Welcome to the broadcast. Marky's back,
1: and I'm, I'm back. I'm super
0: excited. Marky's back. That's why you're on Family Check because uh, I missed you. So that's why she's here. I missed you guys.
1: I did. Mean, did you see me comment one
0: day? I did. I did. We responded to you, but you were already on the airplane flying. So uh, we were like, we love you so much. Yeah, but you, you didn't. Hear I was it. on
1: the plane and like I couldn't hear. It, I couldn't do anything. But I was just like, bye. <laughs> then I was, yeah. Guys, comment. Say hello to us.
0: Let us know who's watching so that way we, that, the best. so that way we, words are interesting. Say can hi, say can hi to you. (laughs) That way we can say can hi to you. (laughs) Pastor Cole says, Merry Monday, like and share the broadcast. Go ahead and take the time to do that. And as you're commenting, guys, our person who helps us hit 100 comments gets a gift card. Yep. And also big surprise, Johnny was our first commenter. He was. Is that yeah. ever surprising to anybody? Does that surprise anyone
1: on yeah. here at all? He literally gets the comment before we get our comment in. So we comment something every day and he gets it before us. Like, I, I don't
0: know how he does it. He must be like hooked in with I our system know. and he's like, yeah, oh, he they're about to go, go live. Like, ready to go. <laughs> Serena just put up there. First of all, hi, Serena. Um, Serena just put in, 11 days till Christmas. Wow. Guys, next week is Christmas. It's practically here. Um, that was my Grinch quoting for you. I need Did to you Christmas like
1: shop. Like, I, I Are you really, not done? I only have one gift. And so you have barely begun. I have barely <laughs> begun. I have one gift. Are you guys done Christmas
0: shopping? This year, like this year was super exciting for me. I knocked it out. Like, I was done two days after Black Friday. Everyone's Christmas shopping was done. Everyone's. We
1: are on very opposite spectrum every moment. <laughs> very.
0: Serena says, nope, with her smiley face. I can see her, yeah. like, that she does when it's nope.
1: Um, I, I yeah. like to do it this way because then it takes, like, if I get a gift, <laughs> if I get a gift, I just want to give it to the person. So it helps me to be like, Okay, like. Are you a person that's fueled by pressure? No. Like, I think no, like the people that not wait at to all. this point. I'm just trying to find <laughs> a silver lining, okay? That's all that this is. Well, really though, it's awful, I and mean, we need to shop
0: earlier. Like, George used to be, my husband George, used to be one of the people who would Christmas shop on Christmas Eve for everybody. <gasps> and I was like, I can't live that kind of life. Not like, all stores are open. What do you do, like CVS? No, the mall, the stores are open. Like, what do you think George was giving people multivitamins for Christmas like I mean a multivitamin uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's more than just George that does this really yeah. are you guys that are you guys those types of people Kevin good morning Kevin. Oh hi Kevin um, Buddy says we only have like two more gifts to give like He he says he means to buy, and I was about to ask questions because I sure haven't gotten one, and I don't think Mark has gotten one yet. So are we or two?
1: Come on, buddy. Kind of weird,
0: bud. (laughs) He says to buy with a period. (laughs) Evan says he's almost done buying. See, see, Evan's my type of people. Also, we have some guest people with us today. Did you see? Did you see the little the description where we have a special guest? Special guest, Pastor Allen is here with us today, yeah. pastor of Encounter Christ Church. What an honor to have him and his son Evan here. It's going to be awesome. Make sure that you stick around for What's the Word, because it's going to be a great, great episode of that. Um, but before we get to that, let's hop into our first official question. Now that we know that Marky hasn't shopped for oh, definitely me, hey. she hasn't shopped for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's why she's doubling out of the frame. <laughs> Okay, now that my husband is on, let's settle this Christmas debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I don't know. I've never seen yeah. it. <laughs> I Rachel says yes with many exclamation points. So Johnny says yes. There's Johnny. Uh, Johnny's been silent Johnny. this whole time. Um, Evan says yes, yes, yes. No question. Is that with Bruce Willis? It is with Bruce, baby okay. Bruce Willis, though. Oh. Like Bruce Willis from the '80s, '88 oh. Bruce Willis. He had hair then, which is really weird. No. It's super he weird. He had hair. It's super weird. Um, Serena says, "I've never seen it, so I can't say." Pastor Nicole says, "Yep, sure is." Buddy says, "Is Iron Man three a Christmas movie?" No one remembers that movie. I remember. remember Iron Man three. Really? Because he's the best of the Avengers. Oh, and but that the movie though. The
1: movie though. Yeah. You love that movie. I like that movie. Nah, you don't love that movie. <laughs> but I like that movie. It's during
0: Christmas time, there's a little boy in it. Um, Pastor Cole says, otherwise the theater wouldn't have brought it back just for Christmas. Duh, silly. Oh. George in all caps says, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Duh. I remember, guys, I've been transparent with you. There are many a Christmas movies I haven't seen, but I saw this one. We just saw it in theaters. That's why Pastor Cole Did brought I it high? up. We just saw it in theaters on Saturday. So I've now watched it and, and I'm going to weigh in and I'm at least going to have a fan and buddy. But remember, love, love joy, peace, patience, those are all fruits of the spirit. You got to put them on to be holy. So I'm helping. Um, Die Hard is definitely set during Christmas. It definitely has a Christmas subplot happening. However, Die Hard happens to Christmas. Christmas does not happen to Die Hard. So, like, you could literally change out the holiday for it's Valentine's Day. Are you would you be comfortable
1: watching it throughout the year? Yes,
0: and not feel like oh this is weird.
1: This is Christmas. Yeah, I
0: would not feel like I was committing a Christmas sin. Like I would, it'd be like oh here's the terrorist movie. Like here we go. (laughs) Serena says Christmas does not happen to Die Hard. (laughs) George says it is a Christmas movie. Um, Very strongly. And (laughs) Pastor says, Pastor's here and he goes, that's exactly how we said it. George and I have had this debate. I did like it though. I did like it. I did enjoy it. Are there more than one yeah, there's at least two. Okay. Um, but this one, you. this is for Marky's understanding. Die okay. Hard is basically like lower stakes 24. So it's 24, but lower stakes, and it happens in two hours. That's. <laughs> saying 24 but worse is no, no, no. doesn't make me want to watch it. I'm saying lower stakes. Lower like the stakes. entire world so is not at risk. Okay. Jack Bauer saves the world. Bruce so the, Willis the saves president, the building. The president's not in danger. The president's not in danger. Okay. Um, and then Alan Rickman's in this. He's the bad guy. Oh. The guy who plays Snape. Oh! <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's weird. Evan says two is just as good. My husband says that two is actually better, so I, need, I do really? need to watch this. George says, remember that time when Pastor told someone to not overthink something? Kind of feels like you're doing that over diehard. <laughs> We're
1: dissecting it.
0: Hold on. Evan just said Bruce Willis saves Jack Bauer? When? In an imaginary
1: movie. Oh, oh in well, an imaginary, imaginary in movie. An imaginary I was
0: movie. like, when did that happen? <laughs> I missed that episode. Okay, question two. Now that we've decided that you all think it's a Christmas movie. Would you rather be friends with Rudolph or Frosty? Which wow. one would you rather be friends with? I, th- I picked this one for you. That's so funny. I thought you would enjoy this I one did. specifically.
1: I did. That's so funny. Um, This is more on my my train than Die Hard. Yep. Um, <laughs> Big hard, hard left. <laughs> very, very, very.
0: William says neither he'd take Hermie. I can totally see you being <laughs> friends with Hermie. Like, no question, that's <laughs> William's guy right there. And all of them. Kevin said he
1: is Hermie.
0: Hold on. Buddy just came out swinging. Buddy, look at his aggressive comment. Buddy says, Rudolph is a loser with a big red nose. Well, Buddy, go hang out with Santa because he feels the same way too. Oh.
1: Um, Nobody likes
0: him. Everyone loves Frosty.
1: Wow. Wow. Billy has some judgment too.
0: Uh, Billy says Frosty because Rudolph is insecure. (laughs) Serena says Rudolph because transportation would be so much more fun. But Rudolph was treated like trash.
2: Truth by Buddy. (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) Come on, Buddy. Why'd you gotta do that to Rudolph? Wow
0: so aggressive. Um, Pastor Cole says Rudolph because I can't take Frosty to the beach with me. Natalie says Rudolph. Dixie says Rudolph. Encounter Today says Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie, so now the church has weighed in. It's decided, guys. Um, Evan says Frosty wouldn't last long in North Carolina. Fact. Uh, George says Rudolph saved Christmas. Also true. Uh, Dixie says Yoda. Okay, um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yoda cu- is a solid answer. You can put a little Christmas hat on Yoda. Um, he is green. Kevin, Kevin Buck is helping you out in the com- er, behind the camera right now. Of the two, I think Rudolph, because again, Frosty's happier, but Rudolph learns to like himself, and he flies. I'm with Serena. I want to fly. Um, Encounter Today says Baby Yoda. Grogu.
1: Baby Yoda. Yeah. Let's just go with that.
0: (laughs) I also, I like that he did not say Baby Yoda, he said Grogu. Grogu. But here's the thing, Star Wars people, you can't let people just call Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda for a year and a half and then be like, (laughs) JK, it's Grogu, like it's it's Baby Yoda now, (laughs) like you have branded this thing, it's Baby Yoda.
1: What's your answer? Um, I it depends, like if I I feel like, you know, Rudolph, you're gonna like take him under his wing and like, you know, be kind to him. Frosty is just here for a happy time. So Frosty's just here for a happy time. I mean, even when he's literally dying, he's so happy. So is your answer Frosty? (laughs) Is that your answer? Yes. Plan. So that way when you but watch him melt Robbie.
0: and die, he's happy about it? Like, that's your justification? He's just such a source of joy. <laughs> I loved watching him die. He was so happy with it. Like, it was the best. <laughs> Kevin Buck, That we've guys, exciting news. We reached our first Kevin Buck head shake. Wait, then he's us. shaking his head at me.
1: He's literally shaking his head he's at like, me. Uh, I
0: was
1: like, oh.
0: Okay, question number three. Would you rather eat your cereal with eggnog or eat a candy cane sandwich? What? Yeah, this is not Food Mash today, but Food Mash is today. Um, Would you rather eat your cereal with eggnog or a candy cane sandwich? If it's a candy candy cane sandwich. What is a candy cane sandwich? Okay, let me explain to you. There's no (laughs) specifications, pastor's making fun of Marky off camera. Like, this is a would-you-rather question for Christmas. There's no specifications on what the carrier, like, jelly or spread is for the candy canes. and bread? So here's what I'm thinking in my head. A candy cane sandwich could be bread or it could be graham crackers with Nutella and candy canes. I feel like I'm having
1: a conversation with a six-year-old. <laughs> like, <I'm excited.
0: laughs> Buddy the elf could
1: totally figure out a way to make this work. Like, here is what I have in my imagination about the candy canes.
0: I'm just saying, it's not like this is mayonnaise plus candy cane. Like, you could make this sandwich the sandwich of your dreams. Um, it, Serena yeah. says cereal with eggnog. A candy cane sandwich sounds painful to chew. Bixby says neither. <laughs> That's true. Abby says you need vomit. To, it's hard. Oh. with it. Um, Rachel <laughs> says candy cane sandwich. Eggnog is kind of gross but also tolerable. Oh. Charlia says definitely eggnog with cereal. George says eggnog with Lucky charm cereal. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be awesome. <laughs> George is very excited oh, about job. this. Um, Pastor Cole says, Special K has a pumpkin spice cereal that would be good with eggnog, but Ah, Nutella with candy cane would be so yummy. See, you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's why you're my spiritual mom. Uh, says, Buddy the Elf. (laughs) Billy Joe says, Eggnog with cereal. I am all about candy cane sandwich. Crush that candy cane up
1: and make it like peppermint Ah, bark. Can you imagine swallowing that though? You gotta chew that really good. It's the same with peppermint bark. You had to choose. Yes, No, but doesn't have chocolate. Yeah, just like the sandwich would have something and you chew that up. I don't know what the sandwich has because it's all in your imagination. Dream big, Marky! <laughs> Dream big! Okay! I'm going with the really elaborate imaginary sandwich. Did I pressure
0: you into that? like. No, that it's just more interesting at this point. <laughs> you just want more flavor. Whatever gives you the most flavor you're just, down with. It's
1: going to be more exciting. I'm going with that one. Would
0: you enjoy Marky and I to make a segment where we just eat this candy cane sandwich and you just watch it happen pastor says yes so Merry Christmas everyone (laughs) Um, and with that that has been family chat we guys here's what we've got coming up today right now family chats ending which means we're moving into food mash yay and it's legit food mash today guys it's not product review i promise we are going to be drinking some holiday things uh, followed by what's good with Abigail, the one and only and then a time of confessions with buddy followed by what's the phrase and then what's the word with pastor alan from encounter christ church it's going to be such a great day Take this opportunity. We're going to give you a couple seconds right now. Share the broadcast, and we're going to come right back with Food Bash. Before we go anywhere, can we appreciate how brightly colored Serena is? I did this for Kevin. Abby (laughs) also did this for Kevin.
2: It's a little dark, but it was for you, Kevin.
0: Colors were worn today, specifically for Kevin Buck, who has told us that we're not allowed to wear neutral tone colors anymore. (laughs) Uh, So guys, it's Food Mash, and I'm really excited because the last, really, month and a half, Food Mash had just become, let's go to Aldi and buy the weird stuff and then (laughs) eat it and see how that goes, but today, Do you know how many weird holiday foods exist? I do, because the internet. Um, And someday we may be eating gelatized tuna salad stuff that people apparently eat at Christmas. But today is not that day.
2: Praise God. Today's a happy day of food.
0: Here's what we're doing. We are drinking holiday beverages that other people drink. And we are telling you if they are good or not. I've told you both what they are. Are you excited? I am.
2: I'm very excited for one in particular.
1: Okay. Just, I've, just I've, one. I was a little bit nervous at first, but then I saw there was whipped cream involved, and so now I'm very ready. For that course. makes
2: everything better.
1: Here's what I
0: did. I sweetened the pot because I gave them whipped cream ahead of time. Like, I let them eat it before, yeah. so now they're just <laughs> super yeah, <laughs> ready. They're, they're right on board. <laughs> um, so let's go in with our very first one. EO, if you will throw that up on the screen. Today, we're starting off with eggnog plus coffee. <gasps> And right. we need the whipped cream for this one, Basitri. Oh, yes. So here's, here, oh, wow, look at <gasps> Buddy. He's serving us. Oh, yeah. So this is one part <laughs> eggnog, two parts coffee. And Serena <laughs> oh, has asked for more. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I made this this morning. It smells interesting. What kind of coffee, though? Medium roast coffee, but like Pike Place. Okay. It's whatever I grab first at Walmart. Okay. Yep. Like that'll it.
2: that'll affect it though, because if you have a low quality coffee, it's a medium. It's, it's not going to be. It's yeah.
0: Starbucks, so it's on the right. lower side of the medium quality coffee. Um, Joni says that doesn't sound bad, guys. No. All of these are good. Are you? Do yeah. you think that this will work well? Put it in the comments if you think that coffee plus eggnog will work out well. I don't like eggnog, but I have high hopes Mm-mm. for this.
2: I don't I like, have high hopes. Yeah. Because you have half the like, container of not cream on I tried on
0: smelling cup. it, and all I could smell is whipped cream, <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, here we okay. go.
2: I, I, I hope y'all could hear that. Sorry, I we was like slurping. Definitely slurping. But he said
0: it didn't mix well. Um, yeah, it, it didn't necessarily mix as well. But so, uh, Priscilla says that she thinks that, sure, sure, it'll be fine. It's it not the worst yeah. thing
2: I've ever done. It's not bad, yeah. it's not awful. I can't really taste uh, the eggnog, really. It just tastes like coffee. Yeah, With I had to get through my yeah. layers of whipped cream to get to it.
0: <laughs> Johnny asked if the coffee was hot or cold. This was hot, hot. coffee. Y'all, I transported three <laughs> boiling hot co- <laughs> like beverages to the church this morning and I didn't spill it on me. I'm super That's excited. Fun. That is very <laughs>
2: impressive. I, yeah, I don't taste the eggnog. I, do, I don't either. Maybe if we had, like, equal halves, nice. yeah. as opposed to unequal halves. Maybe. That doesn't make sense.
0: Buddy said that Serena's just eating the I whipped am. Cream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
0: overall, I don't think that this mashed well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not the it's worst. It's not awful,
2: But for... you can't taste the eggnog. I mean, I think it mashed well. I'd drink it that. again, but... If you're wanting to taste the eggnog, then mm-hmm. no. EO wants to know how the whipped cream was? It's great,
0: EO. Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, overall, oh. does this work? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yes. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I think it's okay. I just, I, you can't taste the eggnog. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was number one. Rachel, if you'll be able to put the lower third up too so that people know um, what we're drinking through that whole thing, and if you can put up uh, graphic numero dose for what we are consuming next. Kevin said I meant to ask if y'all heard me blow the horn when I went by this morning. I did not.
2: Okay. Oh, this is the one I'm most excited about. Okay, I don't so, know.
0: so this is hot chocolate and cheese. Hot chocolate. A- Didn't Jose tell us about this? Yes. Ooh. So I'm not from Colombia. Big shock! Um, wow! But apparently they do this in like South American countries mm-hmm. where they'll have cheese in there and pour hot chocolate over it, and that's what they do. Oh, All I see is, is cheese funny. floating in here. I <laughs> he followed the cheese. instructions. They said to cube it and then pour the hot chocolate over it. So I cubed it and I poured the uh, and Buddy poured the hot chocolate over it.
2: It kind of just it looks says. like marshmallows floating in there. So. I'm I, I'm really hopeful because cheese and hot chocolate are two of my absolute favorite things, so I don't see how it, they can be bad together.
0: And if you want to trick your friends, you could do this and then and then just be like, surprise! It's not a marshmallow. They're like. Pastor. Well, Pastor Brian asked how big they were. They were about this big because yep. maybe a little <laughs> bit smaller. Like, they're they're tiny because I took like a baby bell circle of cheese and diced it up into. Fifths, I'm not going to Like my all the way around.
2: Or <gasps> exciting! Exciting! <laughs> Joni! Good Aww, job! You, you got
0: a... the 100th comment. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I just didn't want you to think that we were just. Joni's on! So excited! <laughs> like, we feel that way, but there was a purpose to this one. <laughs>
2: but you want a gift card. We're excited for everyone who comes on. Mm-hmm. But you got the gift card. Congratulations. Okay, Johnny
0: says that the hot chocolate is hot enough, it should melt the cheese. Again, I made this at 8 30 in the morning because I have to be here mm-hmm. at work. So so um, okay, let's we'll see how it goes. Do this. Weird. As it's I, not
2: bad though. No. I need to get a chunk of the cheese. I and got like, like a big mouthful of cheese. Is what I got. Whoa.
0: Mmm. It mm. melted. That's good. It's yeah. weird.
2: This is amazing.
0: It kind of is what I expected. Sea salt. Caramel hot chocolate to taste like like it's the salty in there. I can see that. Oh,
1: yeah, it's not bad This is good. I would drink this on a regular
2: basis Honestly,
0: if we
1: put some of that whipped cream on top that would make it We'd be good.
0: This is good (laughs) Guys, I'm legitimately super surprised that this is good. This is a good thing Yep, um Rachel says the fact that y'all have to chew. It's kind of weird It's not like super chewy though. Like it it's like melty (laughs)
2: It's just in a melty hunk. It's good. <laughs> it's good until you think about it like gum that you've been chewing that's for so hours, and it just true. spreads over your tongue, and it like it's yeah. trying to go Don't down your throat. Don't describe it that way. It's a really <laughs> <good thing. laughs> I'm, I'm telling you guys, I like it, but that's the texture, and now it's in my head, and that's all I can think about. But it's good. It
0: tastes good. It is good overall. Thumbs up. I would give it a thumbs up. I'll drink sure. this again. Up. Like I'll do this when I go yep. home. Like yeah. this, is a, this is a good decision. Yeah.
2: I'll finish this later. Okay,
0: so that was number two. Here we are with our third one, and I don't know where this came from. The internet says that it exists in the South, but when I asked Pastor Brian and Pastor Allen, they'd never heard of this. So here's hmm. what our last one is. It's not what? just Dr. Pepper and nice. lemon though, it's hot Dr. Pepper, like oh. boiled Dr. Pepper. I boiled Dr. Pepper. Like I put it in, I put it in a pot on the stove. It boiled, and that's what we have. So it's boiled Dr. Pepper what? with lemon. There is a slice of lemon in there because the internet says that's important. But it smells—it smells citrusy right now. It doesn't smell bad. I didn't come in ready for this. this I morning. know. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says she's never heard of this, never had it, but I have. Or she's heard of this. Okay. She's never had it, but she has heard of it. Okay. Pastor Nicole is super south, so it counts. Super south. Buddy he says he wants to try it. Go get a cup. There's plenty left over.
2: Oh. Okay. It, okay. Let's it do It smells this. like
0: something you let's would go drink for whenever, it.
2: like. You need you, so your throat to it
0: be... It smells sued. so good. That's true. Okay, I'm right. Natalie says her mom oh. used to fix Dr. Pepper and Lemon when they were sick. That's, why That's she what she doesn't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to just assume because it's correlated with you not feeling well and not because of the taste of it.
2: like, It's not like Dimatap. Oh. It's
0: just, it reminds you of poor memories. Sure, we'll go there. Here we go. Okay. That's weird. I was expecting carbonation and there wasn't carbonation in nope. it. And so it's, it's I'm learning that the carbonation is important. For <laughs> it is <isn't> <laughs> important. <laughs> it's important. It's uh, <laughs>
2: It's
0: not. It's weird.
2: Uh it's like one of those gross teas that your mom makes you drink when you're sick. It's yeah, not, it's a not fan. good. This is not good. Nope. No. All gone. I, no. Like,
0: it's it's really not. Yes, says I swish it, it's because I want this to be good. I don't know why this is not good. Dr. Pepper's good, lemon's good, hot is good. Like, hot is good. All of these things should make it fine, and yet it doesn't. And I'm sure Pastor nope. Brian, when he comes on camera, will be able to give me the exact science behind why it's not good. I have no doubt with that, but it's not good. But he says
1: it's because you boiled out the CO2, which is probably the factor.
0: Let me tell you why. Or that it was super fun watching it boil because the carbonation made it boil and then it like double boiled. So it's like (laughs) all the bubbles. Um, The instructions did say to boil it. All of the instructions I found said to put it on the stovetop, heat it up until it boiled, and then pour it over lemons. I followed the instructions and it's just, it's not good. Nope. Um, Mm-mm. Johnny says, so heating the liquid, caramelize the sugars in the soda and it takes out the carbonation. There we go. The Johnny. carbonation. The carbonation. Carbonation. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie says, now you know why I don't like I it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Natalie.
2: You warned us. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's not good.
2: Nope. nope. Uh, well, I definitely like the hot chocolate Me the too. best. Same. But I give this one a thumbs down. The
0: Thank hot you. chocolate was so good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now you all
1: have a new holiday <sighs> drink you can try out. For Absolutely. Christmas. Go get
0: cheese, pour your hot chocolate over it, and watch all of your hot chocolate dreams come true. It's yep. really, really good. That has been Food Mash. This was exciting. I wish that we had ended on the hot chocolate, but you know what? I can go back to mine after this. We're going to hand it over to you. <gasps> Whoa. For what's good. It's time for what's good with... Abigail, stick around, and we're gonna hand it right over to you. Nice. Bye. Thanks.
2: And welcome to another episode of What's Good. It is a good day. We have some good news for you that we have found. And it is, today I'm very excited because we have some very, very random stuff from gold coins to sympathetic robbers. So please stay tuned. (laughs) First off, um, so people have been quarantined lately and they've decided to pick up new hobbies that being gardening and treasure hunting apparently, are very similar. So this family was just digging in their garden and found, if we have the picture, they found gold coins, look at this, they found all these gold coins in their garden from the 15th century. and. Yeah, it's crazy. And some of the most like crazy ones are, there's four of these that have the initials of Henry VIII's wives, a couple, like four of his wives. So it's pretty awesome. So if you wanna pick up gardening, there may be some more incentive now. Next up is, this one's so cool, is the longest pay it forward chain that this Dunk, I about called it Dunkin' Donuts, this Dairy Queen had. It was 900 cars long. This person just decided one day and asked if they could pay for the car behind them. So then the car behind them paid for the car behind them. This thing lasts almost three days and $10,000 of paying it forward. Wow. Guys, that's amazing. That's, it's so cool. And completely and utterly different news Greece has opened their very first underwater museum. So now there is a shipwreck from like 1,200 years ago that you can go down with a diver and he'll explain like, well, I mean, I guess he can't explain it underwater, but he'll kind of like point to stuff and like, and you'll get to see it. And if you don't know how to dive, there's a diving place right across the street. They'll teach you how to dive, and then you go dive and get to look at it. And if you don't like that, then they have a 24-hour like underwater camera, so you don't have to go underwater and you can still see it. It's pretty awesome. And next up, we have, this one made me laugh, and I probably shouldn't laugh, I don't know. But, so, there's this guy who decided, we can throw up the picture, that he didn't have a steady job. So how should he get money? Rob an ATM. So this lady went to go take her money out of the ATM. Then he came up to her with a knife and said, give me your money. And so she gave him all the money that she just pulled out, which equaled to about $300. And he he wasn't happy with that amount. So he asked to look at her bank account And when he saw that there was no money left in there, he felt so bad that he gave her the money back. (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry, ma'am, and just went on his good old way and left her with her $300. And now he's being praised on the internet for being a sympathetic robber. So if you're out there, good job, guy. You made the right decision. (laughs) Next time, please don't knife someone. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> but the most important news of the day that I have for you, if we can throw this graphic up, is whoa, that was right when I pointed to. Good job, guys! Is this weekend at Boomerang Church we had our Holy Spirit weekend, and we had a great prayer night from six to twelve. We had an awesome Holy Spirit service, but on Saturday we saw 100 people come to the Lord. Praise God. That is awesome. But what's, if that's not good enough, 52 of those were from children. Like we had three kids who went out that same day and they won 52 people to the Lord. You're never too young to win souls. God wants to use you. You just have to be willing and obedient. So this has been good news today. I hope you enjoyed that news. And if you have any good news, we want to hear from you. Send it to us, and maybe it'll be on the next segment of What's Good. But we love you, and we're going on to our confessions of the day. We're going to be confessing some good confessions. So stay tuned.
3: Hey guys, welcome to Confessions. This is the part of the show where we confess the Word of God over our lives. And I'm telling you, there is power in our confession. There is power in your words. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruits thereof. That means you're going to eat the fruit of your words. So when we give you these confessions, we don't just want to ask you to just declare these you know, one time, once a day during the time we have these segments. Write these confessions down as we go on and declare them over your lives consistently uh, because these confessions will literally take your life higher because as you begin to speak it, you'll begin to believe it. And as you begin to believe it, you'll begin to apply it and then your life will begin to change. So we have two confessions for you today because it's Monday we, and we get two for one. So, uh, so we're going to jump into confession number one. Uh, but before you put it up on the screen... I just want to give you some, scrip- some scriptures backing this confession up because the Bible says in Ephesians 1-3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. This is the confession where we say, we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. And I want you to hear this. God has already given you. The Bible says in 1 Peter, I believe, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, says, uh, no, it's 2 Peter 1.3. It says uh, that everything pertaining to life and godliness has been made available to you. So as we make this confession, let's declare it, recognizing that the inheritance, all that God has for us, has already been made available to us, and we're going to walk it. So put confession number one up, and let's declare this over our lives. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ Come on, let's say it one more time. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Now, you can bring it back to me, and we're going to jump into confession number two. But before we do that, because this is a confession where we declare we are out of debt. We carry a debt-canceling anointing, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. And this is what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 8.18 says that God is the one who gives you the power to create wealth. Deuteronomy 28.12 is where he says, you will be the lender and not the borrower. You'll be the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. So as we make this confession, let's confess. This is the word of God that we're confessing over our lives. So let's put confession number two up and let's declare this out loud with our mouths. Say this, we are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. And that last little bit, you can find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us for Confessions. Now we're moving on to our next segment. What's the phrase? It's going to be awesome. We'll see you right there. Hey guys, welcome to What's the Phrase? What's the Phrase? <laughs> What's the Phrase? In this segment, this is what we're doing. We're gonna, I'm going to put up a series of words that in and of themselves make zero sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if you say them fast enough or with the, in the right way or with the right accent, apparently, mm-hmm. um, if you say it in the right way, you're actually saying a phrase. Yes. So it's a very interesting segment uh full of a lot of blah, 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 just repeating yeah. things over and over again until we figure out what the heck the phrase is
1: we need your help we yeah do that's need pretty help. much a lot sure. of times the commenters are the ones that help us win mm-hmm. with this I, segment especially
3: i, I think for yep. this segment it's a majority of the time you guys
1: really win a majority of the time, like, really the of the time yep. on
3: this that's thing. true that's true so so yes we're going to put a phrase up on the screen that makes no sense if you say it the right way, it'll make another phrase. And guys, put so put it in the comments. Help us out. It's gonna be awesome. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's put our first phrase up on the screen. It chief heat. A chief heat. A chief heat. A chief. A chief heat. A chief, chief. chief. it chief heat.
1: It 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 Itchy feet. 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 Itchy feet. Itchy feet. Itchy feet. Itchy feet. Itchy feet. Hey. Itchy feet. I will. I will say Abby was behind the camera giving me hints. Abby. So I know that yeah. Looking at both of you. I couldn't you see you from this angle. This, you you just got her to 100%. win.
3: Abby was scratching her feet.
1: Thank you, Abby. Well done, Abby.
3: All right, guys. We need your help. Help us out in the comments, and let's put our next. Phrase up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Our next phrase is ladle rat rotten, rotten. 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 hut.
1: Little rat Little red riding? No,
3: that's not
1: it. Isn't oh. Oh. Yes, it? Is. it, it was. Oh, that was good. Oh. That's Little? funny. I kind of lost, I, but I kind of won. I, I know. Part of me is like. <laughs>
3: Part it of it is enough. like, you, you gave up halfway through and you're like, that's yeah. not it. It was
1: enough, though, that EO, yeah, so EO put it up and said, I won. So, <laughs> right. yeah, she gave me it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you half a point on that one because you just said Little Red <laughs> Riding No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I'll give you half a point on that one. So what is it? One, t- one, one to one? one and a half.
1: Or one <laughs> to half a point. I you got is. the half? You got one point, oh. she has half a point. Okay,
3: all right, we're good. <laughs> <Is> it's <laughs> <the laughs> <the> justice. <laughs> Pirate softy, <laughs> care, Hip bean. Oh, my god!
1: Pirate, softy, care, hip bean. Pirate, pirate, softy pirate, beam, hip pirate, pirate, irate? Pirate, softy, care, hip bean. So many words. Pirate, softy, care, care hip bean. Yes, I mean, I feel like I the
3: first two words. I
1: I didn't have enough water for this. Never mind. This isn't as obvious as I thought it would be. Guys, help us in the comments, please. Help us out. Pirate, softy, care, hip bean. Pirate, pirate softy pirate care
3: softie. Pirate softy care How do you pirate know? Pirate, pirate softy care does, does no one else know what this is? Come on, pirate guys. So Pirates of you. the
1: Caribbean! There we go. Oh, good there job. There we go. <laughs> the hip was throwing me off. There are so many words. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: were, there were. <laughs> well, it's hard to say that many words very fastly. Whew. Is fastly a word? Quickly. It's not.
4: Fast. Fastly. Fast,
3: Fast. word. <laughs> All right, let's bring our next one up. <laughs> Number 3. Space Space-ul-limp-picks.
1: Spatial, Spatial Olympics? Special Olympics.
3: Hey. Serena, pick pick. <laughs> look at look at Marky's face. I feel like we should just
1: zoom a <laughs> big old frown. I was going <laughs> to say Space Olympics, but that was the That's nice. what came to me first. <laughs> Spatial Olympics. <laughs> That's not a thing. Okay. Um,
3: all right, so I'm just curious. Does it help you to think, to lean in?
1: I don't know, okay? I'm just in it. I'm so you're, you're in it that I'm going like that. Okay.
3: <laughs> Bear's like, go fast, Mark.
1: Okay.
3: All right, Ooh. let's do our fourth one? Sure. Okay. Maybe our fifth one. Last one. Last, Last, one. One. Last one. Thank you. All Last right, one. final final phrase. Here's, here its ape hull is. Ape-hole-oath-hurt-dean. Ape-hole-oath-hurt-dean. Ape,
1: ape, 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 I can't say this one.
3: A oh Polo. my gosh! Yeah, it's a just a tongue pol- twister. O- Apollo <laughs> 13. Apollo 13.
1: Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Hey! <laughs> See, I was. Mark it, Mark.
3: Well done, sir. I was
1: in the space mindset for when you mentioned it. So. I would just
3: like to add, we're losing her. <laughs> I would <laughs> just like to add, Serena did not see these. I in did dance. not. She did not see these in a dance.
1: It was just some competitive. Last time I did so good. <laughs> Is that your
3: competitive good. dance?
1: So this was like hitting rock bottom so fast and hard because I did so good last time. I'm, so, I'm trying but to get the smile off no. my face.
4: I'm, so I'm, so sorry.
1: I'm very excited. <laughs> So, this is why you is, drink more water.
3: <laughs> is this what rock bottom feels like you?
1: Yes, it is. So or, or some more diet coke, hot diet coke. Yeah. That might be what it
3: is. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> Serena's trying really hard to be sympathetic, but there's no sympathy. She's very competitive. <laughs> yeah.
1: so
3: for those of you who don't know, Serena can be very competitive. Yes. Yeah. But it's okay. No. It's okay.
1: It's okay. Humility I will be okay. Sleep. I will drink water. Your brain will so, move faster. Vera says humility can feel special sometimes.
3: <laughs> yes, I think she's referring to Serena.
1: Or me? I don't know. One of us. I might me. have to tone it, it. was down. me. It was towards my pride head, came before the fall. This was the fall. <laughs> All right. Well,
3: <laughs> this was the fall. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's the Phrase? Now we're going to be moving into What's the Word with Pastor and our special guest, Pastor Alan Didio. Also, uh, Joni said that she cheats. No. Joni is Serena's cousin, for those of you who don't know. And she throws a lot of... Shade. Shade, yeah. Anyway, with that being said, guys, take these next few seconds, like and share the broadcast. There's a special word, especially for you today. Uh, And we have special guest Alan Video here today. So, guys, we will see you in just a second for What's the Word?
5: guys. Welcome to What's the Word? It's a great, great day. We love you. Today we have a special guest, Pastor Alan DiDio, sir. So good to see Pleasure you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, amen. And I'm looking forward to it. Listen, if you haven't shared the broadcast already, go ahead and share it. Uh, share it all over the place. And uh, we're going to be talking about the word, we're going to be talking about some testimonies. And uh, I was really interested as a pastor to see uh, this little competition that just happened between Serena and Marky. That was uh, interesting. I think my favorite part of it was Serena going, I'm so sorry, but her face was like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I won! <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. And then, then Marky, what happened? You, you, what happened? You fell off the horse there. <laughs> That's That game, I've, I think, out of what Vanessa have we Vanessa says done? she cheats. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's what Vanessa's what relation again? My cousin. Jo- yeah, Johnny, her cousin. She said, her cousin says she cheats, so Marky, you have that going for you. <laughs> we, uh, Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, we Are you have, talking to me or him? Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> you. Johnny said nice, beard. nice he, beard. He's definitely talking to you. Yeah. Yeah.
6: You wouldn't believe how many negative comments I get about this beard. I actually have to really? ban the word beard in the comments of my chat because it's just insane. Really? But that's the world we live in today. By the way, thank you for having me on today. Oh
5: yeah, you're welcome.
6: And I can tell you, you need to share this video, you need to like it, engage with it, because this may be the last broadcast (laughs) Pastor Brian is ever on. My goal is to get him banned on every platform (laughs) beginning today. So we'll see if we accomplish that mission. Woohoo! we got goals. (laughs) Yeah, we've got goals, we've got a vision.
5: Well, we, uh, on that one uh, game that they just played, what's the phrase, I think, how many times have you played it, 10 times? I may have gotten one or two of those, like my brain does not think that direction, and yeah, it's, it's one of those games my brain just doesn't work on in that way, but anyway. Yeah, I like the beard. I, I can't, you get negative comments on
6: it? Oh, yeah, well, just people just trying to be negative. Ah. That's, that's today's world, right? Everybody wants to be negative. That's what social media is about, <laughs> an opportunity to be negative.
5: Things that they would never say to your face. But right. They'll say it in a You'd comment. You'd never say that break. to my beard. you <laughs> <laughs> never do that. <laughs> I, uh, that is surprising.
6: I'm glad you brought that up. So. Oh no, we get negative comments about everything. so <laughs> I don't take any offense well, to
5: Well, you guys have really seen a move of God here recently. Yeah. So you have uh, your YouTube channel, Encounter Today. And uh, that I say that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have been posting videos and, and doing different broadcasts for a long time. But here a few months ago, it exploded. I mean, you were seeing, we were just talking ahead of time, uh you're seeing you're seeing tens of thousands of yes. views per video and many over hundred thousand. Yes. And uh live you're seeing an average I think I heard uh Evan say, you're seeing an average of five hundred live viewers. Uh and that's I mean it's just the Lord. It's yeah, just absolutely. the Lord opening it up and giving you favor and and that just I'm glad you're here today. Glory that's, to God. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. But God's doing he,
6: something through social
5: media. He said you had one time like 4,800 live, live viewers. just
6: in our midweek service, our Wednesday night service, wow. 4,800 people yeah. joining us for our midweek service. And I think it began back in 2019, probably yeah. November. I was, I was really apprehended by God when I was in my study. And he said, I want you to begin to consider and get a vision for what church would look like if it was online only. Wow. What would church look like if your focus was not the people? Because when, you, when we start getting to numbers like that, you start to realize it doesn't matter how many people I have here in the facility, yeah. there are thousands out there watching. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can imagine for a moment uh, a visitor coming into a church, of course many of you may have been to churches like this, where a visitor walks in and no one says a word to them. Right. Which is blasphemous. Yeah. You know? And we, we ought to be greeting people. And now we've got thousands of people joining us online and a lot of churches aren't taking the time like you are to really engage with the audience. Yeah. And so back in 2019, November and December, we laid out a plan, what would it, not knowing there was going to be a pandemic and yeah. Yeah. all this stuff going on. And so we laid out a plan for focusing on our online audience. And um, well, it's, so we were in place when things really hit the fan this year, yeah. Yeah. but something happened in the fall. I guess, Evan, it was the fall. Uh, where God just put his hand on it. And there's yeah. a whole vision and a whole word behind it and I don't know what we're talking about today. But yeah. I, I want everybody watching to really get a hold of this, especially if you're part of the Boomerang family. Because Boomerang has a vision for reaching the world through that camera. Yeah, And yeah. you have got to begin to realize that you're a part of that vision. That's right. Evangelism, we've taken every year, I don't know, I'm sure your church does it as well, we do evangelism training. Yeah. We teach people how to witness their faith in an elevator, on the job wherever they may be, it's time now to focus on how do we witness our faith through social media. So you have to make it a discipline of sharing, of liking, of engaging with your comments, because what you do with the algorithm is you show the algorithm, people are interested in this, you should show it to more people. And so you're manipulating what the devil meant for evil, and you're turning it around for good. And so God really gave us a vision, and Evan, my son, is a big part of that. He's 17 years of age, he's, he's here today. Yeah. Uh, really kind of going behind the scenes and making that possible. So it's, it's all God, and that's not hyperbole to say it, but we've got to realize that there's a revival taking place on social media. Yeah. Any other stat, any stats like that in a church, we would say that is a ridiculous revival because we've gone from, what did we start this year? How many people subscribe to our YouTube channel? Maybe 10,000. Maybe 10,000 this year, which is, which is yeah. nothing to... Um, to be sad about. And now we're over 130,000. Wow, glory to God. A year. And that's with being shadow banned by certain yeah. platforms. And when that happened, it was devastating. Cause we were five years, yeah. we were climbing, but we last, not 2019 and 2020, we really started to climb. And then YouTube, we started addressing current events yeah. from the scripture. And we started dealing harshly Talking about Bible prophecy and what's happening in our culture, yeah. and our numbers went from five years going like this and like this to dropping to nothing. Yeah, we shadow banned, and we thought, man, I mean, if 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 we creep up a couple thousand this year, we'll be happy, but then the Lord got a hold of it. Yeah, the Amen. Lord got a hold of it, and so <laughs> we've had we have people like Mario Marillo and Jeremiah Johnson, and yeah. we just had Jonathan Kahn on with yeah. us, which is tremendous, the author of the Harbinger. And uh, it's, it's been such a blessing to be able to connect with these ministry gifts and share them with our audience,
5: and God 's really put his hand on it. hallelujah it's been all yeah. and, and <clears throat> a lot of times people don't realize that stuff doesn't just happen no, it no. doesn't just happen. I'm, I mean we over the years have put in a lot of work in different areas and been prepared, and we 've not seen those numbers you know and, and <laughs> there's a lot of work that goes into it. In other words, what we're seeing is not only wisdom on you, you guys' part. Like you have wisdom, you're applying an earthly logic and wisdom, but it's also a godly wisdom and it's a touch of the Lord uh, for it to do that way and and just take off. And um, let me, let me take a moment and just share about who you are because some people might not know Uh, you and I actually, my first interaction with you, uh, although I, I think we talked I might have said something I might not have, but my first interaction was I I was in a restaurant when we first moved here to Albemarle and you were having a meeting with another pastor and y'all were talking about the power of God and you were sitting at your table and Nicole and I were sitting at another table and uh, you were talking about that. It may have been in the Firehouse uh, restaurant downtown. So it's been a while. Long time. Yeah. And uh, it's not there anymore. And so anyway, then I hear you talking about the power of God, and of course I'm like, eh? Yeah, Pentecostals yeah. always lean yeah, in yeah. when they hear people I'm talking like, about another one of me. Who's talking about the Holy Ghost? <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to know who this is. And so I was. I really enjoyed the conversation. I was. I was listening to you talk about faith and the power of God. And uh, and I recognized you. I remembered you. And either we talked then, and I might if I said anything, I would have said, "Hey, I really appreciate what you're talking about." Or I don't remember if we talked then or not, but yeah, I remembered you, you. And then within a short period of time. You were pastoring a church here in Albemarle. We were getting ready to start Boomerang. And eventually, you and I met. And we always have just had a good friendship. And uh, it's been, and then you were gone for a while. You came back. uh, You planted an encounter out in Red Cross. And um, which reminds me, after we're done, I want to tell you something because the Lord told me to share share something with you. I can't share it publicly, though. Um, But. Anyway, so you started that out there, and uh then you and I will get together when we run into each other, and uh, we, we're trying to make it more. But we always have the best conversations. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love our Every conversations because yeah. well, if if we're not talking about the Lord, it might be movies. But it's we love the Lord and we love faith and we love seeing the power of God. And um, I just always enjoy the conversation. I walk away going, man, I want to do that more often. I know. Well, so, we don't
6: put on airs. So it's not like we're trying to impress each other. Yeah, We just, yeah, we just, just, just we're hungry. Yeah, yeah, You get two hungry people Lord. in a
5: room, you're going to have a good conversation. I know. I, know, it's, I always enjoy it. And, and so you and I have had a friendship for some time. And it always, uh, your hunger, I like it when I get around people that their hunger challenges me to keep being hungry. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not all the time. And I'm yeah. sure that you find it to be yeah. the same. But I love it when people are hungry, when they're studious in uh, students of the word, and uh, which you are, and uh, but not only that, but you're seeing fruit. You know, just even even what you're seeing right now on social media, that's fruit of a faith. And uh, that's fruit of trusting the Lord, doing the work of the Lord. And uh, our our situation is similar. Several years ago, the Lord said, I want you to get your broadcast up to TV level. Well, we didn't know what was coming. We didn't know. But now we found ourselves, in terms of video, uh, more knowledgeable than A lot, you know, more knowledgeable than most. But uh, not that we have it all together, but we have found ourselves more knowledgeable than than most. They just put your uh, YouTube channel up there. Uh, Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We got some awesome
6: stuff coming up. I need to share this video, by the way, while we're sitting here. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Got to apply my own revelation. Oh, this one? Yeah, I got to share this.
5: (laughs) Yeah, do that. Do that. That's a good job.
6: <laughs> so, my sister Angela's watching. Angela's good to see you on here.
5: Hello, hello. Yes. She's Good a blessing. to see you. Amen. Have we ever met? Where does she live? She lives in Matthews. Oh, really? And we,
6: she's my she was my stepsister many years ago, um, but we're like family anyway. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's been really nice reconnecting with her and her wonderful husband Paul.
5: They're amazing. That's awesome. Well, nice to meet you. Good to see you online. And so I was. Uh, I, the one thing that came up to me today is just for us to kind of have a faith talk and talk about different things that are going on. Um, you, you, you. One of the things that I like about your style of ministry is you are like a brilliant orator. Um, wow. You're, you, you really are. And uh, I, don't, I don't minister that way, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm that type of speaker, but uh, you are and it's, and it's amazing and it's a gift as well. Uh, but a lot of people lean on their oration skills, they lean on their speaking skills And, but you're not doing that. You're backing that with actual, it's one thing to have good words. It's another thing to back it with fruit and power Mm. and uh, the fruit uh, of the word. And you're seeing that. And one thing uh, that I was thinking about this morning was just the testimony where you had a challenge in your health a few years ago. And uh, you just said, you know what? I need to approach this in a faith way. Yeah. And uh, so tell me, tell me what happened and tell them Well, what it was funny whenever you, whenever you mentioned it to me before we came in the broadcast, I,
6: was, uh, I thought, well, wait a second, which one was that? Yeah, that's great. And so <laughs> it's amazing that you can go through some of the most challenging things you've ever experienced in your life. And a year later, it's almost as if it didn't happen. Yeah. Because the goodness of God, the yes. grace of yes. God makes it like it was just a dream that happened to someone else only to be used as a testimony, but, but there, was, there was a point in my life where I would received, without going into details, an incurable diagnosis. Yeah. And uh, some of you watching may know what that's like, and, and what do you do when all of the faith you've built up and all of the word that you've established in a moment gets swept away? Yeah. What do you do in a moment like that? Yeah. And you know as well as I do, you don't want anybody telling you, well you need to speak the word. Because you, I know I need to speak the word, all right? I know, I know. And you're uh, uh, we're, we're healed in Jesus' name. And, you, and really, you get to a place where where the rubber meets the road, and it's not all fanfare, and it's not all optimism. Now we got to get down to what's real. Yeah. And uh, the pain in my body at the time was excruciating. And, wow. Uh, and really frustrated, of course, because you're battling through the circumstances that you're seeing. And uh, some of you can relate to that in your body, you can relate to that in your finances, you can relate to that with what's happening culturally in the United States. There's, what you see is just painful, and it's hard to battle through that in your faith. And I reached a moment, you know, we're word of faith people. Yeah. And I said, you know what, it's, it's time to do this thing. Because you can't rely just on an old word. Yeah, As we've That's heard a right. thousand times, the memory of Thanksgiving dinner doesn't feed anybody. It needs to be cooked up fresh. Yeah. And so I got alone in my office. I told, I turned off the phones. I told my wife, staff, no one bothered me. And I brought a pillow, I brought a blanket. I mean, I was ready to stay there, a couple of jugs of water, and I was ready to stay there as long as it took. And I just put on some teaching. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the <laughs> yes. word of God. No matter what you're going through, you'll never graduate from needing to hear the Word that's of God. That's right, that's right. And I was putting on uh, Kenneth Hagin, I was putting on Rod Parsley, and I put me on some Norval Hayes. <laughs> and, I, and I started listening, there was one message in particular, and I started listening to it over and over and over and over, and I'm, 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 not, I'm not depressed, I'm just struggling. You know, I'm fighting emotionally. Yeah. I'm fighting to grab a hold of that faith, and I'm laying there listening to it. And the first hour, I'm listening and I'm just, all right, flip the tape over. That was back when I was listening to cassette tapes. I still have cassette tapes, I'm a tapeworm. (laughs) Anytime I see a cassette tape player that works, I buy it. So if one of mine goes out, I still got it. Same thing with BCRs. (laughs) So I flip the tape over again and and I'm laying there, an hour, two hours passes, three hours pass, four hours pass, I get about to the fifth hour. I heard Brother Norval Hayes say this one time, you can't worship God for four hours and not get a miracle. Yeah, that's good. And most people never even tried. They pray for five minutes and yeah. they're whining because they didn't get a breaker. Yeah. After about four hours going into the fifth hour, I'm listening to the same message. And all of a sudden, an amen rises in my spirit. Yeah. And I said, amen. Yeah. And another one rose up in my spirit. Glory to God. You know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I got up off that couch, pain in my body, and I started to walk around Glory to God, absolutely, yes, <laughs> amen. And what I knew, I began to know. Yeah. It began to become real to me in that moment. And uh, yeah, uh, Serena's saying you can't worship God for five hours and not get a broken yeah. miracle. Think about that. It's not works-based. Yeah. But you can't spend that much time with God and not get a breakthrough. Yes, yeah. And after about the fifth hour, it started to break, and then all the pain left my body and went back to the doctor. They couldn't find a thing. Supernaturally healed by the power of God. Uh, but you know what? The truth of the matter was, it wasn't easy to take the time to get in the presence of God. You see, the price of power, healing power, delivering power, right, is prayer. Yeah. All right. But the price of prayer is time. Yeah. And it's hard, especially when you're battling, when you're fighting, to take the time. But you need to take the time yeah. to get yeah. in the word, to hear the word, to worship God, so that he can come. Because yeah. really the main thing is getting God to show up, yeah. in a way that you can perceive. Yeah, It's not that he's not there, the sun is always there, but in August it's closer than it was before. Right. And so through our prayer, through our worship, through our time in the word, we get closer. The sun didn't move, Right. the earth moved in its proximity and got closer the sun. So as you get closer, the presence of God has always been yes. there, but the impact of it on your life changes and it starts to affect everything. Now you don't have to wear as much as you used to wear yeah. in order yeah. to be warm, in order to yeah. bask in his glow. So that was, that was really a huge breakthrough for me. And since then, I know exactly what I have to do whenever I'm struggling or fighting. Yeah. Just gotta, I haven't graduated from it. I've been in ministry for 21 years full time but i got to get alone, and i got to hear the word yeah. daily. I have to hear the word, not for a sermon. Yeah, for you. For me. Yeah. For me. And yeah. so you never graduate from it. you got to be in a place, put yourself in a position to hear the word daily.
5: Yeah. And it can change everything. There's a, you said it's hard. It's hard because you don't feel like doing that. It's hard in the emotional realm. That's what we were right. talking about. Uh, we talked about last week the three parts of man, and then we talked about the spirit, soul, and body. And then we talked about on Friday uh, soul traps. Are you, know, is, are you in a trap of the soul, mm-hmm. of the mind, will, and emotion? And a lot of times what we don't realize is that emotion uh, can have, take emotion either from the spirit man or the flesh man. But Hebrews 12:11 tells us that all discipline, talking about the flesh man... He's not talking about the spirit man. He talks about the flesh man. All discipline for the moment seems sorrowful and even not joyful. Yes. But to those who give themselves to it will eat the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So when that flesh man rises up, and it does feel hard to the flesh man, right. we have to find the easy and light from the spirit man and let that go to work. And that's what you were doing. You're like, I'm and another verse is up. Proverbs sixteen three. Commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Because mm. your thoughts at the beginning were probably like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, that's the way mine have been. It's like I don't want to do this, and, and that's just it. Yeah, a lot of times I'll try to show like exactly your, what your word said. Nobody graduates from having to apply faith. Yeah. Like we don't, and I'll say we don't. We don't reach an arrival point where all of a sudden faith's not needed. Right. And uh, when we realize that, it's not like uh, years ago the Lord said, said to me concerning faith, he said, it's not like you're trying to produce one big perfect fruit of faith, that you get it and now you're done. No, it's you continue to have faith all the time and it should never stop. They should grow yes. more uh-huh. and bigger and more beautiful and more perfect in your faith. But it's not just one moment where you arrive at, it's you become more fruitful in it. And as we do that, we've, and we learn to put down that, fle- that flesh, we'll step right into that miracle. you exactly right. You know, and that, I love that story. You know, I
6: think one of the hindrances we're often too quick to pray. We mix. And Keith Moore changed my life. And I, his <laughs> message concerning real fake versus faith fake, mm. every person in the body of Christ needs to hear it. It's, yeah. just, it's just tremendous. But most of the time, we're operating not in faith, in optimism. Right. Most of the time what right. we say is faith, the word of faith, is actually fear. Yeah. That's just not, you know, putting your, your spiritual fingers in your ears saying, I'm not listening, I'm not listening. Yeah. That's not that's not faith. And so what happens is we kind of go through our life not living by faith and not knowing it. Yeah. And then when something real comes up, yep. we want to apply it. Yeah. But we don't have it. But we haven't, yeah. We haven't been practicing operating yeah. in it. We've just been living in an idealism. Yeah. That everything's going to work out and everything's going to be hunky-dory if I just ignore it. Yeah. And that's not what faith is. Yes. And what happens is we kind of get trained. We live that way and, and tragedy strikes. The yes. enemy comes in and hits. And things happen. And we, we kind of, in the back of our minds, think, well, it didn't work. Yes. It didn't work. And we just—it's a university did a study, and then that
5: causes us to question this because we haven't applied it properly. There was a
6: a university did a study on a certain fish that ate other fish, and they put this fish—you remember this story—they put this fish in a glass case inside the aquarium by itself, and then they put the fish that it feeds on around it, and it would move to get those fish, and it would hit his nose against the glass case, and. After a while, eventually, he bloodied his nose and hurt his nose so much, he stopped stopped trying, because every time I try to get sustenance and strength, every time I try to move forward, every time I try to get victory, every time I try to pray for healing, I just hit my nose against this invisible glass case. And they removed, we, we, we wanted to see, they said, if the fish would just stop or if it would continue, but we don't want it to starve to death, so they removed the glass case so it could feed, and it starved to death. Wow. Because it was so traumatized by the failures of the past, it refused to even try. Yeah. It refused to even make any effort. And so with all its supply all around it, all its provision, it still died because it refused to try again. again.
5: Yeah. That's a great And story.
6: so what do I do, Pastor Allen, if I prayed and I didn't get a miracle? Pray again. Yeah. Sometimes we're too quick to pray. Yeah. We're too fast to pray for other people. We're too fast to pray for ourselves. First, whenever you consider when you're praying for something, you need to count the cost yeah. and reckon, am I in a place right now to yeah. receive, or do I need to get alone with God for a couple hours yeah. before I speak this or before I get into idealism or optimism? Faith is a substance. Yeah, It's, it's a tangible manifestation of my connection with God, yeah. my relationship with God. Yeah. And so if you're not at a place to overcome that, you have to be at a place where you can speak it and not be moved from it. Yes. And if I can say this, if I can just kind of go down a a bunny trail real fast, (laughs) one of the reasons why, probably the top reason as far as I'm concerned, you should pray for healing is not so that you get healed. (laughs) I love you. If you do that, then you will be moved by circumstances. Am I healed? Am I not healed? I prayed. Did I get it? Did I not get it? And we build theologies around it. Right. Right. The main reason, I want you to get this in your heart and in your spirit, because it doesn't matter what you're going through. There could be so much going on in life, you don't know what to pray for. There could be so many difficulties you're facing, you don't know what to do. Here's what you know you can do in the middle of anything you're going through. You can please God. Yes. So the number one reason we pray for healing is not to be healed, though we should be and will be. Right. The main reason we pray for healing is because when we do, it pleases Him. Yeah. It pleases God. That we fight the fight of faith. yes. And it doesn't matter what we see. Yes. It is the will of God for us to combat demonic powers in our nation. Yeah. Whether we see the results of it or not, whether it seems yes. futile or not, whether you feel like you'll ever see the result, it doesn't matter. What matters is in that moment when you're fighting against everything that Jesus died to alleviate from your life, you are worshiping God. Yes. In a way that most people will never even begin to understand because they pray to get stuff. Yeah, We pray to please God. Yeah.
5: Because we love Him.
6: That's yeah. exactly it right. It
5: fulfills the greatest commandment. And if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yes. In other words, I'm not just doing this because, because of all the results, although we will see the results. Yes. But because we love Him. I'm doing this. I give because I love Him. You know, I sow seed because I love him. I pray yes. for people because I love them. I preach because I, not just because I love people, because I love him, you know, because he's told me to. And if we'll do that, we line ourselves up with the actual, that love is what empowers our faith. Yes. Yes. You know, faith worketh by, by love. love. It's that compassion for him and that desire to please him because we love him that empowers what we do. And now it works. And that'll keep you from praying and then checking
6: to see if it worked. Yeah, yeah. Because whether or not it worked is not determined on whether or not you got the manifestation. Yeah. Did you please God with your prayer? Yeah. And if you did, then it worked. That's what you're believing for. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. that's key. And so you could sit there right with pain in your body, racked with pain, a bad diagnosis. This is what I don't like. I will not pray for this ever. People say, pray for me that I get a good report from the doctor. I'm not praying you get a good report from the doctor. We have a good report yes, right here that's good. who will believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. Because I'm going to pray for you that you receive healing no matter what the doctor yeah. says. But if you're waiting on the doctor yeah. to verify your faith, you might be waiting a really yeah. long time. I know a girl named Bethany. She was born without optic nerves. No optic nerves. God supernaturally healed her, and she can see just as good as anybody else. She went back to the doctor. They examined her. She still has no optic nerves. Wow. But she can see. it. <laughs> I doesn't love it. Ma- it doesn't make any sense. So if she's waiting on a good report from the doctor to <laughs> determine whether she, yeah. missed yeah. she missed it. Yeah. She missed it. Yes. So don't wait on a good report from the doctor. Right. We thank God for the doctors and we thank God that they will verify what God has done and yeah. you should go to the doctor and, and whatever.
5: Yeah. But we believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. And that's what we're praying for. Yeah. Amen i I had I've been thinking about uh faith in the in the way of this a couple of things that have been sticking out to me is number one faith a lot of times if you're waiting faith when it works will see a manifestation mm-hmm. it will have a manifestation of that faith, but if you're Only saying that you have faith when you see the manifestation, you'll never see it a lot of times because faith will come before the manifestation is there. And so one of the things that we need to make sure that we're doing is, I don't believe that I have this because I have seen it. I believe I have it because I believe it. You know, in other words, I'm not waiting on this manifestation to tell me whether or not this is working. That's the manifestation. That's right. The
6: real manifestation of faith. Yes. Is when you know that you know, and you don't see it. Yes. That's the manifestation. Yes, Whether you right. see it or not. And
5: a, and a hope rises up, a yeah. joy, a confidence, that an expectation. That can't be moved. Yeah, it can, a confidence yeah. that can't be moved on it. And all of a sudden, I was like, I got this. I know, I know it's there. You know? And, and then you hold on to that in faith and patience, and you will see those you know, promises manifested. You know, the Baptists used to say, or they still do say, well, we'll be healed when
6: we get to heaven. And we scoff at that as, you know, Word of Faithers and Pentecostals. But there's something to that. Because when we pray for healing, there's often this nagging fear in the back of our minds. What if we die? The fear of death is really the root of all fear. Yeah. What if we die? And there's something to this is why hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for. for. Hope doesn't have really anything to do with this world, hope has to do with the world beyond. Yes. And so you can have faith for a nice house here. Why can you do that? Because you've got a mansion, just over the hillside right. in that yeah. great land where we'll never grow old. Yeah. And someday yonder we'll never more wander and walk on streets, paved with gold. So it wouldn't matter if the devil burned your house down. You would not be moved because I've got hope. Yes. So when you recognize that, you lose the fear of death. Yes. Now you can start to believe God for the manifestation here. Yes. You have to have a complete deliverance from the fear of death, from the fear of defeat. You've got to have it removed from your mind that death is the end. Yeah. Well they died and they didn't receive their healing. No, actually, <laughs> they, they got it, Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't get it here. Yeah. So there's something to that, that's not where our faith can end, but you yeah. have to recognize I win. Yes. Over the process of time, no matter what happens, I, I outlast yeah. trouble. Yeah, because I am with Him. Yes. And so yeah. when you liberate yourself from the fear of defeat and from the fear of death, now the manifestation can come. Yeah. On this side of eternity. Yeah. And that's where faith that's apprehends good. that hope of what I know I'm going to have over there. Yes. And brings it into manifestation. Into
5: the matter. yeah. Amen. There, it, it's a trust of the Lord. It's like no matter what I see, I trust you. you know, And this, that's one of the things that I, I've taught is one of the best things that you can grab a hold of no matter what you face is, do you trust the Lord? No matter what you that's see, it. no matter what you go through. And you know, one of the great examples of that is actually Job where he really doesn't know what's going on. He just knows he lost a lot of yeah. stuff. But at the very beginning of that in Job 1.20, what you see him do is actually hit his knees and worship God. Probably in all confuse, confusing, you know, all confusion, he's sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. I don't. But he hits his knees, shaves his head, tears his robe, hits his knees, and he says, Lord, I worship you and And it's very likely i mean you you know some scholars probably think that he thought God did all of it, sure. so he's he's sitting there potentially with the thought, the Lord did this to me, and yet he's worshiping him even if he did it, and we know that the destroyer did that to him, not God, but here's the thing. He trusted God so much and that's what opened it up so that no matter if I if I'm seeing it quick, if I'm seeing it fast, if I don't know what's going on, Lord I trust you. Which goes back to Norval Hayes statement. How can you worship the Lord for four hours and not see a miracle? If you if you just get to that place of trust on the Lord. And a love. I'm going to give you my faith because I love you. I want to please you. You know, without faith it's impossible to please you. I want to give you that faith. And if we get to that place, we win. <laughs> yeah. We win time and time again. We win. The problem is
6: too many people have more faith in Job's bulls than they do Jesus' stripes, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, when we look at the actual account of his life, that, that period probably lasted between 6 to 18 months. Yeah of his entire life. And there's no evidence he even knew there was a devil.
5: Yes, yes. There's no
6: evidence that he was even aware of demonic activity, yep. yet we know the devil did all these things to him. But we look at the beginning of his life, yep. the wealthiest, most prosperous, most blessed man in the world, and then he gets double.
5: Double restored. After about 12 to 18 months of yeah, of difficulty. it's really a story of victory in the end. I mean, yeah, he went through some stuff, and I don't know anybody in my life personally that went through more than he went right. through in that period of time. But in the end, he was restored. And I personally believe, like, how can you, there's this something, because a lot of people, have you, have you seen this through, I know you have, just as a pastor, um, have you seen it where people have you know they've had a tragedy really strike and they've hit the morning but they never move from you know Matthew 5 the morning to the comfort mm. and so they stay in that morning phase and they never receive the comfort that God wants to get them to it's not that something hasn't happened we're not throwing that away we're not dishonoring uh people by holding on to that morning we're actually di- you know, or we're not honoring them by holding on to the morning. We're actually dishonoring Christ and them to not move to what Christ wants to bring us to as that comfort. But a lot of times in that, like with him, that's a victory. And he moved from that. I believe that when it says he restored the fortunes of Job, it wasn't just the the material. I really believe he restored Job's mind as well. In other words, I believe he went all the way from the morning over all of that. I believe he had complete comfort. And it's not like it disappeared. God gave him a supernatural restoration of his soul even in that moment as well. And that was a part of the restoration that he had. So a lot of people would look at that story and say, well, he had that dark area that he thought about for the rest of his life. I don't think he did that. I think God gave him the restoration in his his, uh, material things and in his spirit man and and his soulish man as well. He was healed and restored because that's what the Word says. He's restored. Stored, And if you've gone through something, don't sit in that place. Let God, He shows us in Matthew 5, don't sit in the place of tragedy and mourning. We're not honoring anything by doing that. We honor God by saying, yes, I had this happen. But Lord, by faith I reach out and I receive that comfort today. And I receive your comfort. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted so that that's a lot of times i'll see people sitting around in that and I mean, in one situation i had I saw somebody who had a really a tragedy, and they really felt like they were if they left that morning, they felt like they were dishonoring the person that they lost, mm-hmm. and the devil had lied to them in that way, and so they literally they and they had been stuck in that place for years, years and years, and uh, that person that person that they lost. If they could talk to them, no matter if they were in heaven or in hell, if that person could talk to them they would say, do it godly, do it according to the word. You want to follow him and that means you want to move to the comfort. Receive that comfort of
6: God right now. Well the most difficult place to get people to receive that comfort is right here in the United States of America where there's been this massive religious propaganda campaign that has been taking place over the entirety of your life teaching you that it is God's will to give you this sickness or give you this difficulty right. or this tragedy because right. it's going to make you better. But tragedies don't aren't coming in your life to make you better, they're coming to kill you. Yeah. And we, what we do in, in that is we begin to give glory to the wrong thing and I see yes. this so many yes. times. Well if I didn't go through that I wouldn't know what I know. Or if I wasn't in the hospital with that sickness, I wouldn't have been able to minister to that nurse even though there is a visitor's entrance in the hospital. But what we do with that, and how many of you have heard testimonies like that where right. people said, you know, yeah. if I didn't go through that, I would have never. Well, you're, you're misapplying the glory. Yes. Because yes. you're giving glory to the cancer. You're giving glory to the difficulty. You're giving glory to the tragedy saying, it produced the wisdom of God. When that's not what it was. If you will walk back to that yeah. moment in your life, what happened in that difficult moment is, you cried out to God. Yeah. You began to dig into his word. You got serious about church again. But whatever it is, you'll, you'll recognize it was your pursuit of God that changed. Yes. It just happened to be the tragedy that triggered it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be tragedy that triggers your pursuit of God. That's, amen. You could have pursued God without the tragedy. Yeah. It's just some of us, I'm putting myself in the category, are, are kind of hard-headed. <laughs> and sometimes we difficulties drive us back to the kingdom and drive yeah. us back to the Word. Yeah. And that's not the way it should be. That wasn't the will of God. But use it in Jesus' yes. name. You get back in the Word if you're struggling yeah. with something. But when you get through
5: it, don't give glory to the difficulty. Well, the truth of the Word as our standard does not say that sickness will teach us all truth. It says the Holy mm. Ghost will lead us into all truth. Yeah. And so it's very simple that that was not... That was not the thing that did it. And we're not gonna give it glory. I love that. We're not gonna give that sickness or that tragedy glory. We're gonna say, Lord, and, and it's exactly right. We don't have to wait till the tragedy to trigger it. Yes. We could we could get hungry now. And if we'll get hungry now, it goes back to something you said earlier as well is My dad used to say, "This don't wait till you're in the middle of the battle to load the weapon." In other words, utilize your faith now. You know, learn how to win with a cold. Learn how to win with uh, what looks like a challenge to your finances. You know, learn how to win that now. Don't wait till it's a life-changing. Situation. Speak the word yeah. now. Yeah, get on target now with your faith. Don't wait to you know, get on target when you're in the middle of the I battle. To, I
6: have to tell people this all the time because you and I are often with the word of faith community. And confession and the power of confession, yeah. positive confession, speaking the word of God and not speaking negative things has really become for much of that movement a legalistic thing. Yes, Yeah. And, you're and right. That's, and I have to clarify for people, the reason why I don't say this headache is killing me. Is not because I believe if I say that the headache is going to kill me. The reason why I do that is because I understand that right now I'm in training. Bitter water and sweet water cannot come out of the same fountain. And so it is not, you're not flipping a switch if you're all day, every day you're saying, this is killing me, this is killing me, this is killing me, then all of a sudden you got cancer and now you're going to say, I'm, I'm going to live in Jesus' name. That's <laughs> not the way you just flip the switch. Yeah. We understand that in the small things we're being disciplined. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to correct our speech so that when it matters, yeah, we're ready to go, yes. fired up and yeah. anointed. So it's not that we're saying... Well, you shouldn't say I love her to death because if you say that, you're <laughs> gonna kill her. It's just getting in the practice. Yes. It's just, yeah. when you you were in boot camp, they would treat you like it was life or death whether you were getting out of your bed on time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, but it wasn't life or death. Yeah, No one was going to die, but you had to treat it like that now yeah. so that when yeah. it mattered, yeah. You would be ready. Yeah. So don't we're not don't be legalistic and those of you who have been kind of antagonistic yes. toward the word of faith, that's not what we've been saying. What we're saying is
5: practice speaking the word yeah. all the time so that when it matters, so that when the pressure is applied, you have something go. inside of you that's, that's worth truth that will set you free. Yes. The truth will come out. Yeah. And that, you know, and going back to the cancer teaching Teaching people things. One of the things that's very interesting is if if sickness and disease truly was truly was a teacher, Mm -hmm. right? Then you would have seen Jesus do it at least once. One time. But he never did. He never did that. No, I'm gonna let you keep this sickness because you're learning something. That never happened. He never said, hey, I'm going to put this on you to teach something. As a matter of fact, the couple of examples that people take out of context to use about that, you know, for the glory of God, this is for the glory of God, that actually goes back to trust. It's actually saying the exact opposite of what people utilize that for. You never, and that was, that's got to be taken out of context, to actually show that it's not what he said. And so anyway, it's one of those things where, Many times people are looking for a way to dismiss uh, our responsibility. We, you know humankind so looked for a way to dismiss our responsibility and but yet Jesus he got on to them about their faith. He said, "Without faith, it's impossible to please me." When, you know, in Romans, what five talks about? Without faith, it's a sin. You know, if we don't apply faith, he goes to the disciples. They're they're afraid for their lives, and he, as soon as he saves them, he corrects them and says, "Oh, you have little faith." You know, uh, in other words, when are we what, When are we going to stop looking for an excuse to not walk higher and actually look for ways that we can? Yeah. When as a people are we going to stop looking for ways? It's kind of like I'll see things in the world that are questionable. You know, you know, they're questionable whether or not that's really a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, this could hurt me. But, and I'll see Christians fighting to keep the thing that's questionable. How about we abstain from the appearance of sin? How about we grow up into those things? How about we say, if that's questionable, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything questionable. I only want the pure. I want the holy. I want to be separate, you know. Um, When are we going to think that way instead of? Yeah, let's do it. Right now, right now, we're going to think that
6: way. Amen. I I recently saw No Safe Spaces, uh, a, a film put together by Dennis Prager. And every and preacher, every preacher needs to watch it, every, every teenager needs to watch it. But they said something in that documentary. They said a lot of people will come to him and say, everybody yearns to be free. Everybody yearns uh, to walk in liberty. And he, and he says that's actually not the case. People yearn to be taken care of. Right. Liberty is not the default state of humanity. We saw it with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, The the that's difficulty good. of them no longer being taken care of because freedom presents a whole host of challenges yes and the point was we have to drive people we have to be disciplined to take personal responsibility yeah and the body of christ has got to rise up and say i'm ready to take the reins of my life yeah (laughs) i'm ready god has placed it in my hands he's given me the authority yeah i'm ready to say i'm I'm not going to be discouraged because i determined to not be discouraged
5: yes i'm not going to
6: be defeated i will be healed because in the name of jesus he has provided it, I declare it, and that settles it. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're in a place right now where the body of Christ is ready to do that. But I hope it's for bigger reasons. Yeah. yeah. I think one of, one of the main hindrances to healing is it's selfish. Yeah. You want God to heal you so that you can feel better. Yeah. Instead of, hey, i got work to do for your kingdom. Yes. i got something to do for the kingdom of God, but that's not where people are.
5: No. They're, well, one of the they're things... Yeah, Amen. They are, they are. There's some. There's a, cha- a change happening right now, and you, the whole. You can tell the Holy Spirit is drawing people to higher levels of of their walk in Christ, and um, it. He's drawing them. They. It. We should have always been there. We should have always been closer and looking that way. But it's happening right now. Uh, many people are saying, "I just feel the Lord calling me to a different place," and so that, there's almost like a quickening in that way. But. Um, one of, the, one of the things that I see is that a lot of times uh, people, if God gave us power and authority, it was meant to occupy till he comes. In yes. other words, if he gave it to us, it's right. Yes. It's right. Right. It's right. Yeah, it's a righteous act yeah. to operate in that authority. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong to operate in the freedom. It's not, it's not selfish to operate in the freedom. It's right to operate in it. And so when we're talking about healing, you know, many times people, how are you going to be the productive branch that God's called you to be laying on a sickbed? You know, and so what many times, and what you're saying is exactly right. We're doing that just for ourselves, but we're not thinking let me be well so that I can be productive for the kingdom. No, it's get me out of yeah. the sick
6: bed so I can get back in my recliner.
5: Yes. And yes.
6: That's not, God's, God's not interested in partnering yeah. with you. So
5: I, don't, so I don't feel bad while I'm sitting right. here doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've
6: become so. I, I, I ran a prayer ministry for the first <laughs> seven years of, um, of being in ministry full time. And I, there was a trend. When I first started in the late 90s in ministry... The number one prayer request that came in, and we were thousands every single week. The number one prayer request is pray for my lost loved one. Pray for my lost coworker, that they might be born again. And over three to four years, I saw that shift at very little of that to pray for my prosperity. Pray for my healing. And it's not that you shouldn't pray for your prosperity or you shouldn't right. pray for your healing, but the Bible said pray ye one for another yeah. that you may be healed. And so we've gotten this thought that we've got this personal faith, and it's just between me and God, and He's going to do all this stuff for me because I'm so cool. But when the reality is, there are nations hanging in the balance, and God is calling you to a national anointing. I believe going into 2021, God is going to pull some weapons out of His arsenal that haven't been seen in generations. And as He places them in the hands of believers who are passionate about their nation, not about therefore no more... Who are ready to engage in the battle for their nation. As you wield these weapons that are new to us, the enemy that you've been fighting, that piddly little devil that you've been fighting on your personal level, is going to be easily vanquished as you wield weapons meant to bring victory to nations. Yes. And so we've got Hannah prayed for a child for her entire adult life. And God eventually said, hey Hannah, you want a child, I want a prophet. Can we collaborate in this? <laughs> I want I want to have a national impact. And so yeah. Hannah said, "Okay, if you give me this, I'll give it to you." And I wonder how many people praying for healing are willing to make that commitment right yeah. now if they're watching online right now. God, if you give me this healing, I'll give you all the strength that comes with it. Yeah. And when Hannah committed herself to partnering with him to impact a nation.
5: Yeah. Yeah. She immediately became pregnant. Amen. 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 That, well and the same thing applies to every resource of your life yes your energy uh, your resources your skill your your gifts your finances all of these things see the how many people would God make millionaires overnight if they would commit to advance his kingdom Absolutely. first yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. It's all material. Pastor Brian
6: thinks God wants every Christian to be a millionaire. I do. Do that. Put that in the comments. Yeah, people will enjoy that. It's true. That. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, thanks. Well, God, certainly, <laughs> certainly God wants that. Of course yeah. He does. Don't be ridiculous. Yes. People who don't believe that are about as dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. He wants them blessed. It's all over. God's desire, for example, God's desire for the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt was to go into the promised land. That was His will. Yeah. Did He allow them to go into the Promised Land? No, because they would have corrupted it with their immaturity. Yes. Yeah. And so it's the Amen. same thing. I, I, I've got a son who is now 17, I've got a daughter who is 12. They're gonna wanna, they want cars and they want all these things. Well I could have a Ferrari that I've saved up and, and cared for and designed specifically for my son when he reaches the age to drive. But if he displayed throughout his entire life that he couldn't drive a golf cart without wrecking it.
5: (laughs) You're not giving him the car. I'm not giving him the car.
6: (laughs) Yeah. So God wants to give you everything you need. It is his desire, it is his will. But the question is can he? Yeah. Have you created a lifestyle that allows God to bless you? (laughs) Okay, my my wife quoted you. God, yeah. (laughs) I can just tell from experience, you know, I get all kinds of flack.
5: Yeah, yeah.
6: People love it. You, but you just, ever, you're ever trying to give me some yeah, just just to we're fun. We're shutting with- this channel down. <laughs> we haven't gotten to this yet today. I've been wanting to
5: shutting this channel down. You're today. just having fun. You're just, you're just like, let's see how he handles this. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I appreciate the workout. Good. <laughs> good. Well, this this is something you were talking about. How concerned are we for our nation? Right? Yeah. Concern. You actually opened up something right there, I'm not gonna get into, but we recently had a conversation at Impact uh, at the university talking about uh, grace and what is grace. And I asked, I asked this question, it was a good one. And we're, we're gonna throw this out there and we're gonna let them play with it and we're not gonna answer. All right, okay? good. All right, good. <laughs> so I basically, said, <laughs> I basically said, you got two people sitting at a job, two people sitting at a job, one's a Christian, one's not. The unbeliever is more skilled, their peers at a job, the unbeliever is more skilled and has more knowledge about their job, but the, the believer is a Christian and has favor and grace in their life. Which one at that, at that time, which one gets the promotion? And so we asked that question, and of course most people said, and I'm gonna, I'll tell you the answer, but I'm not going to tell you why. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it later. So most people say, "Well, the believer would get it," and that's what a, you know. That's what a lot of people think. And I said, "No," and that's not what the Bible teaches. That's right. And I said, "No." Actually, that unbeliever should get the promotion, and God thinks he should get the promotion. That's exactly right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yep. <laughs> have fun with that. Maybe we'll talk about it later.
6: <laughs> you mean he's one of those prosperity preachers? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, listen, oh, listen, guys. If I, knew, here. <laughs> if I knew, if I knew.
5: <laughs> I wouldn't have come on this program. Oh my goodness. One of those You're corrupted preaches. now? Yeah, yeah. A little leaven. <laughs> Listen to this. So, uh, Jeremiah 29.7, Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will have welfare. So, a lot of people are sitting here complaining about where they are at and they think you know this is the lord saying you are in you're in exile you are in captivity and i want you to pray about it and then you combine that over in Deuteronomy 28 talking about the blessing and the curse now it shall be Deuteronomy 28:1 now it shall be if you will diligently obey the lord your god being careful to do all his commandments which i command you today the lord your god will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God." So what you see in the will of God is He wants us to be overseeing nations in this way. And and maybe not where we are sitting in the office, but not necessarily not doing that either. But sitting in the office of prayer and faith. Believing for our nation. Praying for our city. Praying for our nation. Blessing it because He says, as you bless that place, even of your captivity, you will be blessed. And He wants us to operate. So, my point is going back to what you said a second ago. Why are we sitting here... Checking the box by going to church on Sunday, but not having an influence. Why are we praying to be healed or praying for finances, but we're not utilizing that to be over these nations, to have an influence? And and truly, even you, know, you and I talked about before, Ecclesia, the church, to rule citizens that come out from their homes, to rule and reign over the area. So why are we sitting still and not applying our faith? Our number one job, I'll ask people a lot of times, what's your job? You know, or, and you know, what's your job? And most what will tell occupation? me, what's your occupation? Yeah. And many people will say, tell me where they work and where they get a paycheck at and and if they're a Christian I'll say no that's not your job and what you have to understand your number one job is you're an ambassador that place where you work is a vehicle that helps to fund yes. your number one job as an ambassador of Christ on this earth and when we get the, the mindset that we are the children of God the ambassadors of God the sons of <laughs> buddy you have one job you had one job <laughs> do you think Jesus might be looking down at the church you saying have you one God. job. You're an ambassador. When we get that, and all of our effort and resources goes into overseeing the nations, overseeing the city, yeah. praying, winning the lost, you know, bringing about change in people's lives, bringing them to, with us to Heaven. If we start to see that and operate, what's possible? Well, Jesus said lift up your eyes yes. and look on the fields. Lift
6: up your eyes. So, apparently they were looking beneath. They were, they were seeing beneath. Good. Get a new perspective Great is what point. he's saying. Raise your yeah. perspective from this low level. Let's bring it up to a higher level. Yeah. And I'm getting to a place now where I'm beginning to ask believers who want prayer for healing. These are believers. How much time have you spent praying for your nation this week? Good question. And if it's zero, then I'm not praying for you to be healed. I'm not, 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 not playing around anymore. I'm, just, I'm tired of the selfishness in the body of Christ. One of the hearts, one of the greatest revelations. This is why you and I get along. <laughs> you should see me and Pastor at Pastor's meetings Oh, sitting next to each other. like, Yeah. Um, Are you going to get this one today? Yeah, you're I'm yeah. going to be the bad you're gonna guy. You're going to take the you <laughs> Are you going to be the bad guy or am I going to be the bad guy? One of the greatest revelations I received and the most difficult to get in front of the body of Christ was how to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. It is, it's, we're called to pray for its peace, but I was so excited about it, I didn't think about it, and then I realized, seeing people's reaction, this is what we're gonna talk about today. No interest, zero whatsoever. I wanna know seven steps on how I can get out of debt. That's what I wanna know. I wanna know how I can be more than a conqueror. Why do you need to be more than a conqueror? What are you conquering? Right. A headache? <laughs> you had a bad day on the job? You are a child of the king. His kingdom is the globe. And yeah. we're supposed to repo this thing. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I read you two passages of Scripture? Please. I don't know how much time we have. Whatever. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> this is from 1 Samuel chapter 12. Now this is so key with what we've been talking about. Because you want healing in your body. You want deliverance and victory in your home. I'm telling you, when you grab a hold of these weapons that God is unleashing for the nation, those issues will be cared for without you even having to ask. For the Lord knows you have need even before you ask. And in 1 Samuel chapter 12, and oddly enough, I don't know how odd it is, not not in our house, but my 12-year-old daughter brought this verse to me. (laughs) And this has really, I mean, changed my perspective. And then we're going to go to 2 Peter, but here we go. 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 14. If you will fear the Lord and serve Him. Well, we just got rid of all the Calvinists. And obey, there's an if there, just telling you that it was conditional. (laughs) God's not going to do it just because it was in His sovereign will to do it. If you will fear the Lord and serve Him and obey His voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the King that reigns over you continue following the Lord your God. Wow. And the point my daughter Alana brought up, and you ought to say, hey Alana, in the comments, she's working at our church here today. Twelve awesome. years old, hey, Alana. she said, Did you realize that if we will serve God, God will adjust the king, is essentially what she said. <laughs> so let's okay, go to 2 Peter. Go to 2 Peter. Man. Blessed be the name of God forever. Hallelujah. So what what that verse did, it just told us why what's happening in America is happening That's in America. That's exactly right. If you will obey and serve the Lord, then I'll make sure your leaders do. Yeah. Well, we prayed for this to happen. Well, first of all, it ain't over till it's over. Secondly, what's going to happen is going to be the direct result of how you live your life before the Lord. Yep. Yeah. Not what you said in prayer, not what you complained about and gossiped about with your buddies around the water cooler. Yeah. Most of what's going on in the body of Christ right now we call it intercession. It's gossip. That's right. <laughs> Second Peter. Second Peter, just complaining about politics. Who doesn't like to complain about politics? Second Peter chapter 10, excuse me, chapter 1. I was like, that's impressive. <laughs> no, this, this is in the Passion Translation, okay. It's just a joke, people. Just a joke. Second it's Peter chapter joke. 1. It's just a joke. And verse 10. <laughs> now get this, get this. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, You will never fall. Never. Here, God says you're called to shore up elections. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If if you wonder why there's such an outrage right now in the body of Christ and why there seems to be such a passion bubbling over right now, because it's in our nature to shore up elections. Yeah. Well, Pastor Allen, that's talking about my personal relationship. But first Samuel chapter twelve said if you get your election straight. Yeah. I'll get the national election straight. So what should we be doing right now? No matter what yeah. we're believing for, we should be engaging in fierce spiritual warfare. Right now, YouTube and Facebook is putting <laughs> it is putting a disclaimer underneath the video. We should be engaging.
5: <laughs> we, in said, sp- we said the E word. The E word. Election. <laughs> we said election. election. up an election. Wait, here, hold on. Radicals. Ready? Election, 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 <laughs> election, election. Okay, just making sure they got it. Fraud. <laughs> um, so, as,
6: but you can't, you can, it's so easy to get wrapped up in conspiracies, and I didn't even say conspiracy theories, I said conspiracies that are taking place, and just jabber about it because the body yeah. of Christ is really good at thinking if we talked about it, we actually did it. And we just talk about these things, and, and we can even pray about these things, and prophesy. But if we're not shoring up our own election, it doesn't matter what we pray, it doesn't matter what we prophesy, it doesn't matter what we do, Yeah, this nation is going down the tubes. So what we need to be doing right now is think think of this for a moment living holy before the Lord. Yeah. And if we will live holy before the Lord, he'll fix the election. Yes. If we'll that's shore right. up our election, that's and right. And there in Second Peter, wow. Second Peter is so clear when you read the first chapter there. If you'll do those things that he says yeah. in chapter one in your personal life. He'll line everything else up politically. Yeah. So we need to be advocating for election integrity and all of these things, and we need to keep fighting, but it's all fruitless yeah. if we're not walking the walk, talking the talk, and living in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And that's what it really yeah. comes back to. Yeah. Are we
5: pleasing God? I had early on when we uh, first started the church... You know, I saw things like politically and different, you know, different social things that I could have stood up for, I could have been an activist for, and without, you know, sometimes when you say activist, you know, people think that you're just all in crazy over stuff, and and that's not what I'm talking about. I could have given some attention to, given some time to, different things like that. I said, Lord, there's some things that I think need some attention, you know, like abortion and things like that, and um, I said, what do you want me to do? And I think that's an important question because a lot of people, I've been saying this recently a good bit, is you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I believe he was called to do what he did. You can't do what he did without an anointing in that way. I believe he is completely called. But then I think people will look on and they'll see what he did and they think that they're supposed to do the same thing. And so then they'll try to go be him or go handle it the same way that he handled it without... You know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus never did anything but what he saw the Father do. He never said anything but what he heard the Father say. What's the word that God's telling you? And when I sought the Lord for me, and I really believe this applies to most people, and every now and then you'll have special special situations like him that God says, rise up and go. You know, and But I, this is what he told me, and I believe this applies to most people, as he said, I said, what do you want me to do? Is there anything you want me to apply? He said, preach the Word. Preach the Word. That was it. I preach the Word at Boomerang. I preach the Word wherever the Lord sends me. Why? Because what am I doing by preaching the Word Instead of focusing on all the conspiracies and all all the different things and all the different elections and fraud and all that kind of stuff, instead of focusing on that, I focus on making people holy. Well you did focus on that yes, by getting holy. By people getting them. Yes, them holy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so as we focus on that root, the fruit of a whole nation will change by going after God with everything we have. And that was my job is to set people on fire yes. for the things of the lord and that and that's the Lord knew the answer is this is how you will change the nation by you being in your lane, running your race, the word that i 've told you to do, and by doing that, if people will catch that fire and they 'll go after him with everything that actually what the verses you just read will change yes. the
6: nation so well we've got to we 've got to begin to get activated and, and what we're going to see happen over the next few weeks, over the next few months, is going to be the direct result of what the church does or does not do. Yes. But I believe this, we have never seen the prayer that we've seen, the intercession, the fasting, the prophesying, yep. the rising of the fivefold ministry like we've ever seen it before. So I, I want to give you some hope because it doesn't matter what the news says That's right. or how yep. things turn out. There there may be a massive blessing that blankets over the entire nation, or because there's been a civil war in the body of Christ that's been simmering on the surface and now it's beginning to boil over. Much of what we've been dealing with in the nation the last four years is trying to get pastors to say, you know, abortion is wrong. Yeah. And it's, and it's been a struggle and you may not realize that. Um, but it's become a side issue. Right. Um, and so these pastors through their silent consent have invited the enemy to take over certain portions of the body of Christ, certain portions of our nation. So either we will see a massive move of God in a revival that hits the entire nation, or those who have been faithful, those who have been praying, are about to experience the greatest reviving and awakening that the nation has ever seen. And it will spill over into the darkness. But when there's darkness in Egypt, there's going to be light in Goshen. I believe there's going to be a, a stark line between the two and people will know those who are His, yes, yes. and those who are not. He yeah. is exalting those who are His and exposing those who are His enemies. So now's the time to get on the right train yeah. and begin to be selfless in your pursuit of God to see the
5: nation turned yes. to Him. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, today I, we've enjoyed having you so much. I'm, I'm going to I you. always enjoy it. We could I, generally we can sit and talk for hours, hours. And, and not blink an eye hardly. But we should do like that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> three hour experience with me with you yeah. and me. <laughs> just talk just talk just talk Hey guys, every day uh, we sow this broadcast into you. It is free to you. We love you. We want to see your life go higher. Uh, we also open it up for people that say, I want to sow into the gospel going out. I want to sow into uh, the word of God changing lives. And we're getting testimonies literally every week. Testimonies are coming in and almost every day of just lives being changed. Uh, today, everything that you sow, we're going to sow into to Pastor Allen, and uh, so anything that you sow today uh, is going to go into him and uh, just what the Lord's doing in his life. And so, if you're on Facebook, you can just type in hashtag donate and the amount, or uh, you can go to giveww.org and you can sow there. And any anything that comes in today from this broadcast, uh, we just we're, we want to make sure that it goes to him. So let's just do that. Let's sow into his life right now, Father. We just thank you so much. Whatever people are sowing, Father, thank you. We just ask that it would be blessed. Pressed down, shaken together, running over into their lives. A supernatural quickness, Lord, a supernatural quickness now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you for your life that will empower us to be the ambassadors that you've called us to be, that will not be held back. We will not be short-sighted, and our arm will not be short to accomplish the work that God has to do through us. Lord, pour out your glory. Pour out your goodness on your people, Lord, so that we can confirm the covenant throughout the world, to establish that covenant everywhere we go. Let us be carriers of your glory. And Lord, let us be the ambassadors you've called us to be in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Amen. We love amen. y'all so very much, and uh, we're so excited to have you today. And uh, thank you so much for being here. It's been my amen. privilege. Thank we you. enjoyed it. Love you. We'll Pastor. see in a couple of days if you got us banned or not. All right, good. <laughs> share it, share it, share it, yeah, share it, share it. If you so all the
6: wrong people see.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow for lunch plus at eleven thirty. Barrett's going to wrap it up right here and tell you, hey, guess what? Starting tomorrow how to be led by God. We're going to talk about this is a question I get all the time. How do I know that it's God? How to be led by God. So we're going to jump into that over the next few days starting tomorrow. Uh, So get ready. Are you ready Barrett? Here we go.
0: Oh my goodness. What an on time word. Good gravy. Go back. Share this broadcast. Like email it to people send it to your neighbor, send it to your friends, like <laughs> share the broadcast. It's been great. And we thank you so much for being on. Thank you for those of you who have sown in to Pastor Allen and his family, his church. God, thank you so much for being obedient to the leading of the Lord. Now, before we wrap up, exciting things to share with you this coming Sunday. We've been telling you for a couple days now, are y'all ready? It is time for Christmas at Boomerang, and it's going to be such an awesome day. Here's what we've got going on this coming Sunday. We're going to be doing for every child under the age of 11. So 10 and under, we'll have one free gift for every child who comes. And then for everybody else, we are doing some giveaways. We're giving away a Nintendo Switch. We're giving away a coach purse. We're giving away a smoker grill. And we want you to be a part of it. So if you are in the Albemarle area, we want you to come and be a part of Christmas at Boomerang. And here's the thing. If you're not called a Boomerang, we now know another church that's open in town, Encounter Christ Church. Go visit Pastor Allen if you're not called to be here at Boomerang. But We are open, and we are going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and we're going to do what the Bible says to do and assemble together, and we want you to be a part of the greatest celebration that this year is going to have right here in Albemarle at Boomerang this coming Sunday, 10 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it, and we're going to have free lunch for you afterwards. It's going to be a great day. So thank you for being on. Tomorrow, as Pastor Brian says, starts our series on how to be led by the spirit of God. You're not going to want to miss that. You're going to want to make this week's broadcast, like set the reminders on your phone for them, because it's going to change your life. And we thank you so much for being on with us. Join us again tomorrow, 1130 a.m. right here on the What's Right page. We love you. Be blessed and we'll see you tomorrow.